You know, based on how your life has traversed itself, is it safe to say you've basically had a dream job? I mean, everyone's got to work, but it seems like, you know, your work has just been awesome and it's taken you places and you're still doing what you want to do. Yeah, you know, I've been very lucky uh, to be where I'm at 40 years with the same band, basically. And, you know, uh, when the Beatles came out, you know, I wanted a guitar for my eighth birthday. So my parents bought me a guitar and then with the stipulation that I took lessons. So I took a few lessons you know, from this old guy. You know, I say old guy, he's probably younger than me now. But, um, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, a friend of my brother's came over. He said, why are you learning Marietta Little Lamb? You know, why don't you just listen to the radio, you know, basic chords. You know, just started listening, pick up by ear, you know. So that's all I did was listen to the radio. And I learned by ear. And, uh, you know, got to the point where, you know, when I was 12, 13 and had started getting in bands, I was able to, you know, play, play all these songs that were on the radio by learning by ear. But, uh, you know, I knew what I... I knew I wanted to play rock and roll, and in fact, I knew I wanted to play money playing music. So when I got out of high school, I auditioned for a band that was playing five nights, five sets a night in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And that was right around disco time when they, you know, disco was coming out, Earth, Wind, and Fire, all these bands. But then you had your, you had your bad companies and Leonard Skinner's and all these others. And so we were playing a little of everything back then, and that kind of kind of honed in my chops, you know, playing so much all the time. Mm-hmm. And I knew, boy, I, I knew, Rick, I knew this is what I wanted to do. So, uh, you know, that led me into guys coming and checking me out in the clubs that needed a guitar player for this band called Rubicon mm-hmm. in the late 70s, and Jack Jack Blades was in that band, and, and got in that band, and we did, our, did a couple records, and we played that big, huge Cal Jam 2 show in Ontario Motor Speedway, March 18th. 1978, 250,000 people, man. Biggest day in my rock and roll career still. Uh, you know, Ted Nugent, Hart, Dave Mason, Santana, Aerosmith. It was huge. And we were the only unknown band. So that kind of got seared in my mind, like, oh, the possibilities are so huge, you know. So <laughs> then, of course, got with Night Ranger, started getting our record together. And then I got luckily got into that, you know, that after that tragic situation of Randy Rhodes passing in the mm-hmm. plane crash, I was able to get in with Ozzy and do a record with him. And we finished the Night Ranger record. And then, you know, Rudy Sarzo left Ozzy to go with Quiet Ride. I left Ozzy to go with Night Ranger. And the next thing you know, Oh, uh, releasing Don't Tell Me You Love Me, our first single all over MTV when it first came out. Yeah. Touring with every big band in the world. And then we released that little ballad called Sister Christian. <laughs> and then that took us to headline status, where we ended up from 1984 through the 80s, headlining all around the world, basically. Uh, not, not really Europe, per se, but the States and Japan. Japan, we've always been big. So, yeah, Rick, I knew what I wanted to do, man. And, and uh, we're celebrating our 40-year anniversary here next year.